coming live, it's a sports-based broadcast. Tuning in to the Points Made Podcast. Coming live, it's a sports-based broadcast. Tuning in to the Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Points Made Podcast. Where points are made. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Points Made Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, my name is Chris, and this is my co-host. Amir. What's going on, folks? What's going on? We got a lot, a lot to discuss. Um, we got cap issues. We got some free agent tea. We got Dak's big contract signing that I'm super excited to dive into. Blake Griffin signing to the Nets. All-star recap of what we thought about it. Um, and we're going to talk about the Super Bowl cha- champs a little bit. And we're going to talk about all these franchise tags going around. So... Uh, let's dive right into it. My guy, Dak Prescott, finally got his money. Finally. Where the money reside, bro. Like, this is great. This has been two years too long. Um, I'm so happy. I didn't even know. I Honestly, I thought that they were going to tag him and then try to sign him later on in the year before um, mm-hmm. week one. But they got it done. They got it done, man. So I'm, I'll kick it to you first, and I'll have the final words on this. But, um. I'll uh, throw it to you. What's going on? What do you think about this contract? Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to take too long because I know that this is, you know, exciting news for you since you're a fan of the Cowboys. But um, you know. it's, it's, it's about time. I, I've seen a situation like this when we were dealing with Kirk Cousins. It, it, we kept pushing off the big contract. It seemed like we didn't really believe he was the guy. So I thought this Dak deal, it was trending towards the same direction, but... I was I was shocked when they got that deal done. I was expecting a tag and him to play out the season on a tag and they do this all over again next year, but mm-hmm. to get a, to get a deal done is it's impressive. I'm I'm impressed with Jerry Jones cuz I didn't think he was going to do it, you know. He normally mm-hmm. pays his guys, but he seemed to be taking a a little a little while longer with Dak a for some too reason. Long. Yeah, I don't I don't know why he took so long with Dak, but was quick to throw the money to to Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith and guys like that, it was just, it was a little surprising to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And just to break down his contract really quick, he has a four-year extension, um, totaling up to 164 million dollars. Um, he'll be making on average per year 42 million. Um, and I mean, I'm gonna ask you this, and then I'll answer it myself. Um, who won this deal? I think it's a win-win for both sides. I mean, because Dak finally gets his money, which mm-hmm. we know he been he's been waiting for, and mm-hmm. the Cowboys get their guy, and and the drama goes away. You don't have to deal with this anymore. Now they can they can focus on putting the necessary pieces around him. Uh, well, you know, to fill out the team really defensively because they have the offensive pieces, but now they can worry about filling out their roster to try to make a run with their most important position secured. So I think both sides win this deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how I feel about the quarterback contracts. I think some, you know, I don't think it should be the way it is hitting the market, and then you get this. But yeah. I mean, he's just he's just doing what he was supposed to do, getting the money that he was supposed to get. So you can't be mad at him, especially yep. with him having to wait this long anyway. Yeah, um, I have to agree with you. It was a win-win for both. Uh, like you said, we got our guy. Um, we don't have to see it on ESPN and different platforms all the time discussing what this man is worth and if he deserves to get paid or not. So I'm I'm thrilled that this is done and it's over with. Um, another thing why I think also that Dak's a winner in this as well, um, 
there's a no tag and no trade clause in this contract. So he'll become a free agent again at the age of 31, which is still kind of young for a quarterback, not that old um, when the new TV deals kick in. So the cap will be much higher. So, you know, this kind of worked out on on both sides, like you said. And always remember to bet on yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Got to bet on yourself. But um, speaking of a lot of money, the NFL just announced their cap uh, for this coming season at $182.5 million. Players are getting cut left and right. It's a significant drop-off from last year, um, and this is due to the pandemic and not able to sell tickets uh, for a stadium. So, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Mm. I mean, you know, with the pandemic, no one really saw that coming. So it's not shocking to see that the NFL lost a little bit of revenue so that they mm -hmm. had to bring the cap down a little bit. So this is going to lead to more cuts than we're used to. A lot of veterans are getting cut. I saw Emmanuel Sanders got cut earlier, yep. which, I mean, the Saints, we know they're in cap, they're in cap, like, down bad in the pits the yeah <laughs> in like the trenches <laughs> as far down as you can go that's where they are so you're gonna see a lot of veterans who maybe just got signed a year or two ago getting cut mm -hmm. because teams can't afford to keep them on the roster at the deals they signed them at because no one expected the cap to go down like this it was what 198.5 going to last season yeah and you know we've been expecting the cap to go up because you know the nfl is just making more and more money so this pandemic kind of threw it for a loop a little bit which yeah. is leading to more those cuts ticket sales, and, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. So, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, speaking of veterans, if you're a veteran free agent right now, it's gonna suck mm -hmm. really bad. Even yep. just getting cut from a team already that you already have a contract with, and then trying to get with another team to sign you, um, it's just gonna be hard. I mean, there's not enough money for all of that right now. So, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting how this plays out with, uh, you know, with free agency and all that. So, um, any more thoughts on that? I did want to say, I think it's crazy if you just look at the cap number for the amount of cap space that the teams have. It's, it's kind of crazy that the difference between the team with the most cap, the Jags, and the number five team with the most cap it's like a difference of $35 million. It's it's actually insane how quick of a drop-off it is for teams that have a lot of cap, teams that are middle of the pack, and then teams that have none. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually really surprising to see. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know how, but they, they, ended, they always end up figuring it out. I mean, the Saints, like you said, they are mm -hmm. like in the pits of cap. They were like that last year, and they were still able to get Kamara's deal done. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's very possible. I think the league, you know, knows something and does something that, you know, we don't know because this cap situation, just explaining cap is already confusing as it is. So at least for me, at least for me, it is. But, you know, so we'll um, this coming week, it's going to be a lot of cuts. It's going to be a lot of restructures. It's going to be a lot of signings and trades. So we're going to give you guys the latest um, every episode within the next week or so. Um, Let's dive into the NBA a little bit. So we had All-Star Weekend. I'm sorry. We had All-Star Day. Mm -hmm. um, and last episode, we gave our rankings of what was going to be the most exciting, what was going to be the least exciting. And um, just to recap it, you want to tell the people what you said last week and what I, your if I, your expectations said, were filled? I know. My expectations were, for sure. Mm -hmm. I said the three-point first, and then I said 
the all-star game self second and then the skills then the dunk and I'm not going to talk about the dunk because it was that bad. So we're just going <laughs> to move up was. to the top three. I actually didn't really watch this skills competition. I watched the last round to mm-hmm. see Sabonis. Sabonis? Um, yeah. Beat Vucevic. But other than that, I mean, I watched it back. But I didn't watch it live. So I, I don't really, I can't really say too much about that. But the game in the three, I watched the full three-point contest. Mm-hmm. And it, it lived up fun. to the height. It lived yeah. up to the height. The, the, it came down to the last shot, which we all know Steph Curry hit it. And, and the All-Star game itself, it was good. I just wish it was a tad bit more competitive. But you kind of expect that. Team LeBron was stacked, and Team Durant was missing their their, their leader. And D-Book. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. I wish it was just a little bit more competitive. But I was, I was pretty happy with how it turned out overall. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I saw uh, the full skills challenge. It was it was okay, I, and I fi- and I I want to take it back. I gave the skills challenge a higher uh, rating or ranking rather than the three point contest. I definitely would have swapped those out, um, and I probably would have had the three at the one, the number one position because that was the best one. The game was fun to watch and entertaining to see, you know, Steph and LeBron on the same team. That was so mm-hmm. much fun to watch, um, and just them shooting it all night long. Giannis not missing a shot. Like it was fun to watch, but again, yeah, I wish I, I wish it was a little competitive. But um, you know, LeBron is a great GM, I guess. The greatest <laughs> comes, <laughs> when it comes to drafting uh for All Star. So um and it's just kinda unfair, you know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and the dunk contest that was uh disappointing to say the least, but we both expected that to happen and anticipated oh, yeah. that to happen. So it wasn't like, oh, man. It was more like, okay, I knew this was happening. Uh, it was third quarter, please. It was worse than I please. thought it was going to be, though. It was worse than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, man. Like, I, uh, dude from the Pacers got snubbed. Cassie Stanley. Yeah, yeah, that first dunk, a, a 44. And then they followed that up by giving Obi Toppin a 48 for a dunk that was clearly worse. But, you know, it's it's always, it seems like recently, there have been a lot of questioning with the about judges. the judges, bro. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. talk about it because I I was talking to somebody else about this too, and I'm so curious. When the judges are former dunk champions, do you mm-hmm. think that's fair? Because I feel like they grade so harshly because they try to compare themselves to them. So do you think that's harsh when or do you think it should just be like standard athletes and like celebrities how they had it in years past or should it always be old dunk champions or former dunk champions I'm sorry I don't, I don't really know it's going to be hard to find that balance because like you said the former dunk contest champions might grade a little too harshly mm-hmm. but your smoke joe on the street might give too many tens out so it's like it's it's really hard to find it's a business. Yeah, it's like it's hard to find a good median to find like the middle of what would be a good balance of too not too harsh but not mm-hmm. too lenient too. So, I mean, I, there's always going to be someone that complains cuz somebody's always going to like dunk A better than dunk C and, and you know, it's just it's going to be too hard to find that. Yeah. Yep. And your favorite player kind of messed it up last year, right? You know what, what I'm talking about. It, what do you mean messed it up? <laughs> He gave out a nine. Hey, hey. I'm he sorry, if clear, I don't. He didn't clear Taco. He didn't clear Taco. Hey, he didn't dunk. He didn't make it on his first attempt either, did he? 
for for context, I'm talking about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was not the only judge to give out a nine. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, D Wade gave out a nine. Then Scotty give one too. Scotty just got he went under the radar. But mm, I think he, it, I'm pretty sure it was D There was a no. It was three nines because he got a forty-seven. I remember. Okay. Well. He was part of the problem then. They shouldn't be caring <laughs> about no dunk contest anyway. Magic fans just don't have nothing to look forward to, so they really wanted that trophy. Weak fans. Wow. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. It's All the right. heat, it's the Heat Magic <laughs> fans battle. We we don't like each other. The Battle of Florida. Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. All right. Let's stick to the NBA. Blake Griffin to the Nets. What are your mm. thoughts about that? Or do you want me to go first? I want to say with that. <laughs> Is we Blake Griffin hasn't dunked in a basketball game. Twenty nineteen. Two years. He signs with the Nets, all of a sudden we see him throw it down dunks in practice. I think I think kinda like with JJ Watt, how he's mm-hmm. he was saving up his best year for his, his real title run. I think Blake Griffin's doing the same. I think he's not gonna be the Blake Griffin of old, but he's not gonna be the Blake Griffin that we saw with the Pistons this year. I I could see him easily coming in averaging eighteen on 45-37 splits from the field in the three mm-hmm. and, and, and being a good bench piece for them. He could be a really good bench piece because they, they're lacking bench. And I, w- I wouldn't put him in the starting lineup because defensively they're already a little challenged and he's not known for his defense. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to throw him in there. But he can be a good scoring option off the bench for them. And I think I think that's what they were missing, bench pieces. The Nets are stacked, though, man. I mean, I agree. Yeah, they are stacked. Kevin Durant is the luckiest player in the NBA I think I've ever seen. How he goes from OKC to to Golden State to this Nets team, he never has to deal with a bad team unless you're talking about his rookie year. Other than that, he's playing with talent, and there's no reason that they shouldn't get the job done this year. They have everything they need. They need to win this thing, and now you're hearing Andre Drummond might wanna wanna go team up with him too. So. Now that'll just be It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand, ain't it? Yeah, uh, just a tad. But my thoughts on Blake Griffin, um, I thought it was a decent signing. It wasn't something to swoon over um, because of his lack of play these past couple seasons with Detroit. Um, And just to put that in context, he had 12-5 and averaging 12-5 and 3 compared to 21-8 and 4 with the Clippers. So I um, maybe – this will get him back to his ori- you know, his original Clipper form. I don't think he'll get back to how he used to be in his prime, but I do think it'll help because not a lot of pressure will be put on him. Um, he was a former All-Star. I do think that he will um, help um, with their depth especially. Um, I don't think he should start, so I do agree with you with that. I definitely don't think he should start. Um, but he'll be a good player to put in in rotation, definitely for sure. And, and. Don't mm-hmm. forget the fact that you're playing now with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. He's going to mm-hmm. get a lot of open looks, a lot yeah. of dunks at the basket, a lot of easy easy finishes. Well, let's hope he dunks. <laughs> they they draw so much attention, you know, to him. I mean, to the other guys, like the, um, James, Kyrie, and KD. You have to focus on those guys. They can get hot. Any one of them can get hot and drop 40 on you any given night. So you got to – the first priority is going to be stopping those three which should allow Blake Griffin to fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. And and he could easily turn this season around. A season that looked really bad for the first half could be a really good season for him in the second half. I agree. I agree. 
Um, do you think that this will be, um, well, they're already a juggernaut, right? So with, yeah, so. with him being there, do you think that the East is done? Like, that's it? They've, they're taking over the East? I, I would I would bet on them, yes. But they lack big man defense. And if they have to roll into the current MVP front runner in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. B could easily average thirty five in that series. He could dominate them. They don't have a if guy. If he stays that can consistent, yes. Yes. I, well he's he's looking as consistent as we've ever seen him. So I yes. I think you can bet on him to stay consistent in the playoff. And and he's gonna be getting guarded by who? Right now, what, DeAndre Jordan? No, yeah. that's not going to work. He's going to torch him. Take him out to the three-point line. Take him to the midi, drawing, drawing fouls, getting down low, drop-stepping. Uh, DeAndre Jordan can't hold that. And you can't switch Blake on him. Kevin Durant can't guard him. No one on their team right now can guard him. If they get Drummond, Drummond still can't guard him. But that would be, at least you got some size down there to yeah. at least protect the paint. So I, I would... Like I would bet on the, the Nets, I give them a, a eighty percent chance to go to the finals right now. But if there's one team that I could see, it would be the Sixers. Not to mention the Bucks, who have Giannis, who we just saw in All Star Game. Go sixty. <laughs> Didn't miss a shot. I mean, granted, it was an All Star game, but yes, still, but Gian- you know, Giannis would dominate them. Giannis getting to Absolutely. the back. They don't. They don't have rim protection. That's the one thing they don't have. I think when Giannis played them last time, he hung thirty seven on them. I mean, defense is going to be the issue. You can't really trade buckets with these guys though. So. That's what they got going for them. Their offense is so much better than everyone else's, it feels, that even though their defense is, is below average to average, they mm-hmm. can still get by. But if they sign Andre Drummond, like I said, that would that would make me say, oh, yeah, the East is rap. It's, no one else is challenging them. Okay, so the trade deadline is coming up. So add one more piece or kind of work Drum- with what I- they got? I think Drummond's going to get bought out, so they might not even have to sign him. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, trade him, trade for him. They could just sign him because Drummond, there's come out, rumors have leaked that his top two pri- uh, destinations that he would want to go to are the Nets and the Lakers. Yeah, I heard and, Lakers. Yeah, Nets and Lakers are his top two uh, destinations. And, well, if I'm a Nets fan, I don't want to see him go to the Lakers. And if I'm a Lakers fan, I don't want to see him go to the Nets. So... Somebody's fan base is gonna be, you know, sad whatever he chooses. <laughs> because he's gonna help both those teams out. The Lakers right now, Mark Gasol. I don't want to take too much time on this. The Lakers with Mark Gasol, he's his him on defense is just a joke. He can't move. I'm sorry, Mark Gasol, but he can't move. No, and he's then, aging, so I mean it makes sense, yeah. And then with Brooklyn, like I just said, no no interior defense. So both of them could use him. So you don't wanna see that other team get him because we all know what, what we're expecting to happen. We're expecting the, L.A. versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn That's what we're yep. expecting. And and if these teams are going to meet like we expect, you don't want one of these teams to get too much for the other one. All right. I mean, I guess what we're going to see, we got trade trade deadline coming up, and we'll discuss in the coming weeks. And the officially tonight will be the second half of the season. So more NBA in the coming weeks, and we'll discuss. Let's flip it back to the NFL um, something that we forgot to do in our first episode. We didn't talk about the Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, man, did you expect this? Did you? Now, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady guy, but there is something that has to be said for them, for him coming in 
and and changing the the culture around there. I mean, they weren't they hadn't had any winning recently to make for any of them players that were there before him to have winning DNA. And he brought all of that mm-hmm. in one season. And, and they went all the way. I mean, obviously, their defense deserves a lot of credit because that defense was absolutely lights. <laughs> it was lights out. Yeah, but still had a they, decent offense. Yeah, oh no, the offense yeah. was really good too. The offense mm-hmm. and defense combined, though, is the defense in the playoffs really turned up the heat. And 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 I think that combination with Tom Brady's leadership and and his winning ways, mm-hmm. he he gave them this confidence that. They could go out there and play with anybody, and and that's what they did. They went out there and played, and and they beat who? They beat the Saints. They beat the Packers. They beat they beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Goat Taylor Heineke. So I mean, what? You, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm you, not gonna let you just say that and just keep going. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Us Washington fans, we holding on to something, man. Oh but my no, gosh. they and and then to see what they're doing in free agency to to bring all these guys back. I mean, they've yeah. got everyone signed except for Shaquille Bear right now. It, that's impressive, too. So, they, they let you know they want to run it back. And then you're hearing the rumors about OBJ. Tom wants OBJ. Tom isn't satisfied. He wants another one. He wants number eight. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're definitely in running back mode. I mean, like you said, they tagged Godwin. Um, they extended Levante, Levante David. They, they're in a running back mode. Um, I, I didn't expect it. I, I knew that the Bucks were kind of shaping up to be a defensive juggernaut last season with the draft of uh Devin White that was a good pickup with Shaq Barrett I I believe he was leading the league in sacks at one point last season in the 2019 season so I knew that was shaping up obviously quarterback was something that they needed they had Jameis Winston who threw for a 30 30 30 piece 30 (laughs) touchdowns 30 picks um Tom came in uh brought that winning culture and instilled the confidence in all of his teammates um, and then was able to handpick his guys, went and got Antonio Brown, went and got Gronk, um, and they went all the way. I didn't think they would beat the Packers. Um, I knew they beat them in the regular season. Didn't think they were going to beat them in the NFC chip. Um, and I didn't think they were going to do that to Patrick Mahomes. They showed the league literally invest in a pass rush, invest in your defense. You can have an okay quarterback. Not saying that Tom Brady is just an okay quarterback, but I'm just saying you can have a quarterback of any caliber, a solid line on both sides, and a few, you know, few few pieces here and there and skill players, and you can get this thing done. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, invest in your pass rush, literally. <laughs> but they also showed you that you need to invest in your offensive line depth. You need to have quality backups because injuries happen. This the NFL yeah. is a contact sport. It's a lot of it's a lot of hitting and and for mm. in the championship game for um the Chiefs right tackle to tear his ACL. Mm-hmm. That stuff like that you can't predict, but you need to have backups ready, capable backups yeah. that can slide in there and be effective if someone goes down. And the Chiefs didn't have that, and that's why Patrick Mahomes spent his Super Bowl Sunday running from guys the whole game. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you with that. I wouldn't say that that's what the Super Bowl taught me. I kind of I kind of got that from uh the Browns when they played the Chiefs in the Divi- the Chiefs rather in the divisional round when they were down a couple tackles but their depth, the guys that even Baker Mayfield himself said that he just met like in practice mm-hmm. the day before 
they came and they stepped up. You didn't even notice that there was that their line was even in shambles. You didn't notice because it's next, it's a next guy up mentality. Um, mm-hmm. I do agree with you with that that they do need the depth, but um, the Browns taught me that. Like I didn't think it could happen when I heard it was a Conklin and it was another one, another guy, one of their tackles that was out. Um, I was like, oh, was it Wolves or the, the rookie? I'm not sure. I just I remember it was Jack. One, one of them was Jack Conklin. Um, and I think it was Wyatt Teller. I'm not sure, but. Okay. Um, Next man up, you know? So, yes, O-line depth as well. Very, very, very important. And speaking of the Bucks, um, if anybody was on our Instagram, I posted up uh, trivia by my co-host here. Um, the number one – who was the number three in scoring last season? It the was answer Tampa was? Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, if edged you got that the right – Titans. They edged out the Titans by point one points. Yeah, I think I have. I think one person picked the Titans. Mm. Uh, two people picked the Bucks, and two people picked the Chiefs. Um, so, if you won, congratulations. We have no prizes for you. Um, <laughs> let's get on to our next segment. Uh, check the tag. That's our next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about these players that got tagged. So, uh, a few notable ones. Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears has been tagged. Chris Godwin that we just talked about with the Tampa Bay Bucks tagged. Leonard Williams. with the Giants has been tagged. Justin Simmons with the Broncos. Marcus May with the Jets. Um, And those are just some big-time notable ones. And Brandon Sheriff, right guard for the Washington football team, tagged. So, yeah. And then we got a couple surprise no tags, too. Some cats that did not get tagged that we thought was going to get tagged, but they are testing free agency. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Detroit Lions, did not tag him. So he's going to be testing the market. Bud Dupree, the Steelers did not tag him. They tagged him last year. They say nah this year. Um, so he'll be testing free agency. Shaq Barrett, um, obviously we just talked about that. The Bucks ended up tagging Godwin and extending Levante David. Shaq Barrett did not receive a tag. He did receive one last year. So he'll be testing free agency. We'll see if the Bucks decide to sign him or not. Um, Hassan Reddick, that's a big one. Big one. Huge. Um he did not get tagged. Arizona decided not to tag him. And Keanu Neal with the Atlanta Falcons did not get tagged. So, I mean, let's dive right into it. Kenny um, Galladay. Can you want to start with him? I, oh, that's fine. That's a good place to start because I was shocked because I was doing some research on Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that he only played five games this year. Due yeah, I to think a, he had a back a, injury. No, it was a hip injury, actually. Hip, a hip injury hip. that held him out. But the previous season... Which is why his market is so hot. He had 1,200 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. So he's a quality receiver. When I say quality, I mean he's a he's a a really good number two, maybe a number one in some systems. So expect half the league to be in contact with him. And um, you know, as a Washington football team fan, I wouldn't mind seeing him come down here. It'd be scared him and scary Terry, but. That's just me throwing my pitch out there, but uh, <laughs> he's a good receiver, and um, I'm I'll be interested to see where he goes since the Lions decided not to tag him. Yeah, he's the number one uh, receiver in free agency right now since Godwin's off the market. So this one will be interesting to see. Um, I know you as a Washington Washington fan would want him. Uh, the Giants could use him as well. There's a couple teams out here that need receiver help, so. He's about to get paid somewhere. Um, We'll see where that unfolds. Someone that I thought was going to be able to get out, Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. 
man i mean like to me i'm like okay i didn't think they were going to tag them Mm-hmm. But with them tagging them, it's like, okay, the Bears are, they're like, if they're tagging him, they're keeping him for whatever QB they're about to bring in next, which makes me believe uh, that they're going to get a good slash great caliber QB coming in. There's no other reason to tag Robinson, literally. He's played with none, nobody but scrubs. Why wait, tag wait, him? Wait, 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 wait. Mitchell Trubisky was the first MVP we've ever seen in our league. Okay, he, guys, if, if you didn't hear what he said, I think he said MVP. I did say he's MVP. Talk, okay, because people may think you said M as in Mary. No, it's N as in no, and MVP <laughs> stands for the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award, in which the game they lost against the Saints. Well, he's that the only player to count. ever get it. He's the only player to ever get it. That's oh, no brother. scrub right there. That's no scrub. I'm telling you, too. Anyway, my prediction last week, I predicted that Russell Wilson would go to the Bears them tagging Allen Robinson makes me believe that even more. Why tag him? Why tag him now instead of letting him walk? You know? So, I think they're going to get somebody good at quarterback and they're going to address that issue sooner than than we know. That's a pipe dream. I've seen it some I've seen <laughs> one of no, I I've seen that um uh Chicago Bears reporter said it's a less than 2% chance. It's really a pipe dream for the organization even though that was their number one concern trying to get Russell Wilson. I saw that too, but I don't think that's going to happen. And Allen Robinson was seen on Twitter liking a tweet that says by Tory Smith. Th- by Tory Smith that the mm-hmm. franchise, ta- I mean the franchise tag sucks. I, he doesn't want to be in in Chicago. No, anymore. absolutely not. Absolutely and then, and not. And don't be shocked if they trade him, tag and trade him to another team because they can still get value out of him. Maybe that's why they tagged him. Because they didn't just want to let him walk for nothing. Maybe that team's gonna have to pay him big though. And he's he's, a, he's, he's worth a good it. receiver, top ten receiver. Yeah, he's worth he's worth the big bucks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another big one, and to some people, this may not be a big deal, but Leonard Williams staying with the Giants. I think that was an excellent move by the Giants. Uh, he definitely helped improve their defense last year. Um, what do you think about that? I think. That was a great signing. For a Giants pass rush that was kind of mediocre, the weak link of their, their really good defense is the pass rush. And you needed Leonard Williams as a place to start. He's the guy now that you want to put pieces around to uh, turn that uh, line around. Because if they get, if they can start getting some dominant pressure with, with the secondary and the linebackers, the Blake Martinez signing and James Bradbury signing were two of the best in the league last season. Mm-hmm. If you can get some pressure with those people in the back end, oh, yeah, it's game over. Their defense is going to be really, really, really dominant. And I think yeah. this is how you have to start it, by by keeping, you know, one of the people in your line that was actually producing, probably the only real person producing on that line. Yeah, and it's still got Dexter Lawrence. Uh, I believe he was a rookie last year for the interior D-line from uh, Clemson. He played mm-hmm. really well. Um I mean, can you imagine if Hassan Reddick goes to the Giants? That would be good for them, too. And they have Dalvin Thompson, who is going to be a free agent. I don't know if they're going to resign Dalvin Thompson. Another good nose tackle, yeah. Yeah, he's a good interior defensive lineman for them as well. Yeah, so, I mean, so. we'll see what that plays. I don't think they're, the Giants are sitting pretty in cap. But, again, teams, they figure can maneuver. it out. You can maneuver. Yeah, you can maneuver. Um, there are going to be a lot of cuts and restructures. So, we'll see how that plays out. Um, hey! Oh, actually, they just cut Kevin Zeitler. 
Oh, they did. And Nate Soldier's probably next. <laughs> right, right before, right before we went on air, I got the report that they cut him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, any other big tags sticking out to you? Um, I did want to talk about the no tag to Keanu Neal, which I found shocking because Keanu Neal is only twenty five years old. Total. Yeah, he's um, young. 100 tackles this year for him and nine tackles for loss. I didn't think the Falcons would just let that go because their defense is, you know, that's what that's what they need help with. Their offense can score. They need defense. And to just let him walk like that was a little surprising for me. It was a little it was a questionable decision to say the least. Man, can you imagine and I know I've asked you this or told you this already, but can you imagine if Keanu Neal gets paired up with the coach? Who drafted him that I'm would not, be a pretty 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 scenario and for those who don't know the coach who drafted him Dan Quinn is now the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys need help in what department say it with me now everywhere Def- on defense <laughs> <laughs> exactly defense so Keanu Neal safe strong safety or free safety you he's know what I'm a, he's a strong safety Strong safety. We he's need more help runs, anyway. He's more run support than uh, zone coverage type guy. Yeah, so, you know, just pair him up with Dan Quinn, and I'd love to have him in Dallas. I really would. Need help in that secondary. Kind of need help everywhere, but mainly the secondary. Actually, it may say, if you look him up on Pro Football Reference or one of those type sites, it may say he's a free safety, but I think he actually plays strong safety more. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I would. I don't care. Free safety, not strong free safety. safety. Box safety, Everything. strong safety, any safety. I'll take him. I don't care. Um, Shaq Barrett, does he get the contract or will the Bucks let him walk? I wouldn't. I. I mean, I would sign him. Eight sacks and a big part of that lethal front. I would I would do everything in my power to bring him back. Keep this front together because you know Nick Dominic Sue is also a free agent. You don't want to lose both of those pieces. Yeah. Because those were big pieces of your defensive line. Yeah. So I, I mean they're gonna lose one, and I'd rather lose Nick Dominic and Sue than Shaquille Barrett. So I would try to sign him, but he's gonna get money. Someone's gonna throw some money at him because that's what I'm pass saying. Pass rushers like... are important. They're really important, and we know that. So he somebody's gonna give him a lot of money. And I don't know if the Bucks can come up with that type of type of cash to match it. I don't know. I guess we we're gonna see. I it would be smart for them to keep him. He's young, and he's he's made a name for himself. So if he doesn't stay there, he'll get paid somewhere else handsomely. So mm-hmm. want to hear this good report I found today? Sure, why not? The Panthers they reconstructed. Not just Christian McCaffrey's, but Shaq Thompson's contract. What are they freeing up space for, you think? Maybe number four in Houston, Texas. I believe so. I believe so. And that was on neither of our list, right? No, I didn't didn't have the Panthers. I saw that the Panthers were interested in the quarterback because um, Matt Rule isn't content with Teddy Bridgewater at this point in time anymore he he, he thinks he's, he's very limited athletically and he's not a, he's not really a he's not known for you know having a big arm or being the most accurate he mm-hmm. doesn't really have anything special about him and i matt rule is ready to move on from that so i mean i i didn't 
think Deshaun was the answer. I thought they were going to draft, but, you know. Yeah, because they have a decent – Um, are they're at number eight or number seven. I think they're at eight. Number they're at eight because the Lions yeah, are at seven. Yeah, they're at eight, so they have good draft position. Um, They're freeing up space. I don't know. I mean, this – I didn't imagine Deshaun going there, but that would be an interesting, interesting division if he does. Um, they have a wide receiver one in DJ Moore, um, and then they have Robbie Anderson as well. Curtis Samuel is going to walk, and I know that's someone that's been on your radar. So Every receiver is on my radar. <laughs> Every receiver. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't that would be that would be nice to see because uh, Joe Brady's offensive coordinator, and if those who don't know who Joe Brady is, he was the play caller for LSU during that dream run in 2019. So that would be a beautiful matchup. So I'm sorry, a beautiful pair. Ooh, sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, let's dive into another thing that I posted, and I know this is kind of off topic, but I posted another poll, okay. Amari Cooper versus Terry McLaurin speaking of wide receivers <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see the poll actually I didn't see the finishing results of it well it was it was a 50 50 split oh really yep so 50 percent of you guys are intelligent is that what I'm hearing I think so they picked Amari Cooper that's a smart choice no it's not I, I don't know I don't know <laughs> Who picked Amari Cooper? But let me tell you this real quick, and I don't want to take too long with this, but Terry McLaurin has been dealing with scrubs at both his quarterback and receiver position since he entered this league. Can any of you guys name the number two receiver on the football team? Because I can barely do it, and I'm a fan of the team, and I watch every game. So I couldn't really tell you who our number two is, even though I do know it's I really don't know actually. I mean, we had a lot of guys step in at that spot. Cam Sims, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon, everybody done taking their shot at that at that spot. Same thing with the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, one leg Alex Smith. Hey done played with Mark Sanchez. <laughs> he done been all around the carousel with QB and receiver number two. So I don't know how this was a split decision, but hmm, eh, that is what it is, I guess. I'm just gonna let the play talk. This okay, so year. let's so let's put it out there right now. I'm saying, uh, D, I mean, uh, Terry's gonna. If you're have talking, a, if if you're talking situational, then yeah, I mean, Amari's had the favorable situation. I would say in the 2019 season, the 2020 season, he had four different quarterbacks throwing to him. How many did? How many did uh, DK? Have? I mean, uh, did not DK Terry have three? Well, four. Dwayne Haskins is so bad. Yeah, like three and three and a half, three and a half. Yeah, Dwayne has to. So it's a, a it's about the same. You had he had Dak, he had Dalton, then he had Danucci, and then he had G- oh, Gary gosh. Gilbert. That's four I, different quarterbacks. I, I take Danucci over Dwayne. Oh come on, man! Stop being so harsh on Dwayne. Dwayne is gonna find success in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> success. So yeah, so uh, for me. I mean, of course, I'm going to ride with my homie Coop because, you know, he played for my boys. But I think I'm just going to let the play. If if Washington does its due diligence and get a good quality quarterback this offseason, then I'm just going to let the play speak this in this 21, 2021 season. Let it talk. Let and then we'll talk. reconvene. Okay. We'll That's reconvene. Fine. That way we'll get fair stats, barring any injury. We'll get fair stats. And then okay. we can go based off that. If you guys didn't know, my co-host is a numbers guy. Whereas I 
love the eye test and I have a third eye in which I, think- I see solely intangibles. Oh, God. A mix of both <laughs> is necessary. You can't be all numbers. You can't be all eye tests. You have to have both have to A show. little bit, but you're more so extremist towards the numbers. Yeah, and no, I do favor the numbers a little bit more because numbers don't lie. The eye test has biasness to it. You like the Cowboys, so your eye test might be I, a little I, bit more lenient I, than mine. But my eye test is not only, com- not only, it's not only for them. It's for other players, too. Just like I have an eye for Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Anyway, moving, moving. on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> All right, so last week we discussed the NFC East and the AFC East, um, their report card grades, and we kind of talked about what needs that they need to sign or trade for or get within the offseason to be better in the 2021 season. So this week we're going to be talking about the NFC and the AFC West. So let's kick things off with the NFC West. Partner, I'm going to kick it to you. Go ahead and start things off for us with the NFC West. With the NFC West, we're going to start with the team that won the division the Seattle Seahawks. And I gave them a B minus because at this point the Seahawks are just I'm getting tired <laughs> of seeing the same thing. Like it, it's just not moving me. I'm Which it's it's just like playoffs, 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 loss, 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 loss. They're not they're not doing it for me anymore. As far as these playoffs runs don't they don't they don't make me contempt, and I, I don't think they make Seahawks fans contempt either because they've seen it so many times now. Y'all need to get at least back to the NFC Championship game one of these years for me to actually be impressed with the season of yours. But as far as the needs, I think we all know offensive line. I mean, that's why that's why Russ has been complaining because he feels as though they haven't really surrounded him with good offensive line talent. And... and now that it's really reaching a boiling point, this is the offseason that Seattle needs to do it. They need to give him some help on that offensive line so that he doesn't have to worry about being the third most, fourth most, fifth most sacked QB in the league every season. If he stays. But yes. Which he will. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Seattle a B, just a solid B. Um, defense is is a top need i mean they ranked i think within the bottom three against the pass and the rush i think just totality in their defense they need help all over i would say secondary um they did just release carlos dunlap um an edge rusher i think they need to get a pass rush um to kind of help bobby wagner and kj Wright. and i think kj Wright might walk I think he's mm-hmm. testing free agency too, so that's also something to be on the look for, lookout for. But um, defense is probably their main need. I do agree with you in their O line depth. Obviously, that's the reason why Russ is having issues and is coming out and saying what he's saying. Um, but defense is also a main focal point. And um, Pete Carroll and these play calling, man. I don't. I think they filled their OC position. Do you know for sure? I know they released their offensive coordinator towards the end of the season. But I'm I don't know for sure if they um if they filled that position. Do you know? I no, they haven't. I know they haven't but yet. They haven't. But okay. I wonder if Pete Carroll would consider calling plays. He's I'm, a defensive mind coach, ain't he though? I think I think when before he came to Seattle, when he was with USC, he didn't have anything to do with with the play calling there. He might have. I mean he might not have, but I would. I don't know who they would be interested in. I mean, they're taking their time, so they must be doing their due diligence. Yeah. But I don't know anybody out there right now. I mean, 
unless you want to go try to still be enemy. But he wants a head coaching job. He doesn't. Yeah, no. He doesn't want no lateral moves. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you're going down to the colleges, maybe that's where you can find one. But I don't know of anybody in the league right now that would just leave their team to you know come and do the same thing. What's been working in Seattle though? It's the their run game, right? The run game has been working. And yeah. then they, they kind of switched it off to this let Russ cook thing and kind of lost their identity in their offense with just sticking it to the pass mm-hmm. and not really focusing on the run game. And speaking of the run game, Carl, Chris Carson is a, free agent. Is, is a free agent. They did not tag him and they did not extend him. I don't know if they will, but he will be a free agent beginning next week. Carlos Hyde was their second back. He will be a free agent. He was real so, mad to me, though, so I don't I – don't, No, I know, I know. But he was a good, like, filler if Carson was hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. I think they have a rookie, DJ Dallas, but, I mean, that's – he was, like, the third string back. But um, I don't know what they plan on doing, but I think they need to go back to their identity of the run game. And, yeah. I mean, I, I said in the last episode, DK Metcalf came out in an interview and even said himself, team started to figure them out. Deep Maybe pass, deep pass, deep pass, deep pass, deep pass. Exactly. Go back to what y'all are good at, the run game, you know? Or I don't a draft. good mix of run and pass. Just don't be predictable. Right, Change exactly. up some of your, your schemes, <laughs> your concepts. Hopefully that the new offensive coordinator that comes in could do that. Change yeah. stuff up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, the 2019 NFC championship, champions. Um, I gave them a C-. minus. Okay. Um, they had a lot of injuries this year. <laughs> they did, they did. so it's kind of hard to grade them. Yeah, MetLife Stadium kind of messed them up. We had like they had two torn ACLs at that stadium with yeah. Nick Bosa and and was it Solomon Thomas? It was Solomon Thomas, right? I think so. I believe yeah, so. so that's two notable players on their on their line on their D line. Um, but one of the major things that I would say that they need they need a quarterback. They need a quarterback, and they need to figure out who's their true number one receiver. I'll let yeah. you take care of the rest as far as what else they need, but my needs for them, quarterback, figure out who your true number one is. You got Debo Samuel, who's going into his third year, and then you got Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, who's going into his second year. Great, solid two guys. Yeah, but I, th- I think he'll make a jump. I think I think Ayuk can make the jump to literally, be number one. Because the kid yeah. can jump. <laughs> <laughs> he literally. can make that jump to a number one. That's what they would need, but – I, I do agree with you as far as I would still want to go get a true number one, like yeah. someone I could trust going in. But Hey, maybe Emmanuel Sanders can go back and be uh, a little homecoming. Nah, he's tired. Yeah, no, that overthrow. <laughs> that's what he's seeing every night, that overthrow, when he was open and Jimmy G threw it to the end zone instead of him. Yep. But you did say that you wanted to see Deshaun Watson there as QB. That was on your prediction list last week. So I did because I think that would that division would be the best quarterbacking division in football without question. You got four quality, four top fifteen quarterbacks in one division. Three of them are, in my opinion, top ten or top eleven guys. So I mean that would be great to see. But I gave the Forty Nine ers a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't. Cool. I like. I like. Kind of like with Cowboys. I can't really judge a team too harsh. They got, they got beat up by, with injuries. So, I didn't do it. But as far as what they need, I think. I think they need to get healthy. I mean, the secondary. I agree is something that you sh- you should be looking into getting some corners. But with Absolutely. their with their ch- their Super Bowl run, I felt that a lot of that their secondary was masked up due to how dominant the defensive line was. That defensive line yeah. was dominant, which 
like I said with when I was talking about the football team, if you can get a dominant defensive line, it, even if your corners aren't the greatest, they'll be better than what they truly are because they won't have to deal with running around for so long. And I think the 49ers also were doing that, and, and that's why I think they need to get back healthy with the defensive line so that they can start wreaking havoc up front again. They mm-hmm. have a good linebacking core. They need secondary. That's it. And you don't even have to go get the best of the best. Just get you some average to above average guys on the outside, and this defense will be right back where it was. And then yeah. all you really need is, I mean, I don't think they're going to upgrade quarterback, but, I mean, that would be nice if they could. I mean, really, they had they had a decent – I'm just speaking offensively. They had a decent O-line. I'm just, this is during their um, Super Bowl run. Decent O-line. They had a running back committee. And they had, a, they had an average quarterback, but they 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 made it work. Why? We just said this about the Bucks, having that pass rush, having an edger, have, having a strong defense up front and all over the field, linebacker everywhere. It it counts. It matters. Invest in that. So they don't have to trade away Jimmy G, but and it sounds like they're not. But maybe they will. I would love to see them. I just want to see Kyle Shanahan with a great quarterback because mm-hmm. he's one of the best offensive play callers in the game right now. So I just want to see him paired up with a good quarterback. That way we could just it could just we eat popcorn, we watch, we enjoy. That's what I want to see. But mm-hmm. do they need it? Eh, they don't really need it. But would I like to see it? Yes. Would everybody like to see it? Yes. So uh, let's dive into the next one. We're going to the L.A. Rams. Mm. I gave them like an A minus slash B. Um, I believe they finished with the. As the number one defense, am I wrong? The Towards Rams, the the yes, they did. Yeah, they were they one, one or two. I think they were one. I think the Ravens were two, but I'm pretty sure they were one. Yeah. So yeah, no, they they were they were one, and the football team was two actually. Okay. Yeah, you can count your own guys out. Yeah. So the Rams. That's why I gave them an A because they had their offense. They were kind of they were shaky at times, mm-hmm. but they still made it work. Um, because they have another great offensive mind coach in Sean McVay, so they made it work. Um, and their defense just kept them afloat and got them through to the the wild card. Um, mm. so I really don't think, as far as their needs, I mean, maybe get some O line depth because you got some aging guys on the line. Mm-hmm. But they got Stafford now. Golf is in Detroit. I really don't think they need anything. Um, they did let John Johnson walk, though. Mm-hmm. That the was safety. interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, the safety. That was interesting. So we'll see if he gets re-signed by them or if he goes somewhere else. But, um, yeah, for me, Rams don't really need much. I I would agree. I gave them a B uh, grade because, I mean, the Rams' defense, as we know, stellar unit, great. Offense, they've got the weapons. They were just missing a quarterback, in my opinion. I just, I'm not a big believer in Jerry Goff. You know that. Neither am I. But you also know I've been on the record saying that I think Matthew Stafford's in line for big season. I'm talking 40 touchdowns type big season. I think with yeah, the weapons. Yeah, didn't you say Super Bowl? Or, I didn't mean to cut you off, but didn't you say Super Bowl bound? No, I didn't say that. Because sure? I have I haven't seen any moves. I said I said he would have a big season, and I would never say Super Bowl bound with the Packers still having no. twelve back there. 
And if they, if they make the right moves, I think they're Super Bowl bound. But I, I'm not going to go into that. Um, mm-hmm. But with the Rams, I think they were just missing a QB. I don't think their needs were really too big. Go re-sign Jalen. Do all your re-signing. Keep that defense together. That's what they need to do. Because this defense, if you keep keeping this defense together, it's a, top, it's a top three unit every year. You got your quarterback. You have good receivers, Woods, Cup. Um, you have running back committee now with Acres, and, and if you resign Brown and those guys, you have your committee still. You have Tyler Higby at the tight end. You have everything you need, really. Now it's just time to, to go out there and play for them. I don't really think they need anything too much, and, and everything they add this offseason, um, the draft and all that stuff, that's just going to be luxury, stuff that can just help them out. So, I mean, would I be surprised if they were Super Bowl bound? No, I wouldn't. This team is This team is as complete as it gets. Let me add something. The C- Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams do not have any first-round picks. I okay. just want to throw that yeah, out I, there. I know, I know the Rams um, have traded. They haven't had one since, what, Jared Goff, right? Yep, yep. They've been tra- <laughs> trading them away. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Like you said, the draft is a luxury, but, again, they don't have a pick until the second round, so we'll see. The second round, um, you know, you find quality guys in the second round, third round. Yeah, for sure. Round, you find sure. good talent in the draft everywhere. For sure, and they don't. Again, they don't really need much, so they can get you know a middle of the pack type of type of cat to kind of fill in the holes that they, or the depth rather that they need. Um, so let's go into the last team, the Arizona Cardinals. I had them winning the division last season before the season started. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. This is actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna take that back because this is a really tough division. Very much, it's very competitive. They're all great teams. So, and at one point, everybody had the same record, no? Like, and these were all above 500 records, but. But are you talking about besides the 49ers? Besides the 49ers, the top, the, the Cardinals. And I'm sure the, if the 49ers were healthy, they probably would have been in the mix, yeah, too. Yeah, they would have. I think the 49ers might have been, what, maybe four and four or something like that time? Because I know they, they stayed afloat for a long time. Yeah, they the did. 49ers, and then they fell off. But um, I think they might have all been six and three is what you're referring to. Cause, um, yeah. I know the Cardinals and the Seahawks were, and I think the Rams were too. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure 6-3 was when they were all tied up. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that's why I picked the Cardinals to win the division. That didn't happen, obviously, but they did start off hot. They started off they started off really well. Um, that chemistry between uh, DeAndre and Kyler, it was a beautiful, beautiful connection that they, they have. I mean – Let's. I mean, the one of the best plays of the season was what, like the Hail the Mary. Hail Mary, yeah. Yep. So Hail Mary, rather. So I'm going to give the Cardinals though a B. Okay. Minus. I'm going to give them a B minus. Okay. Because again, they started off hot and then it kind of just went to like what what happened. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think their needs are they just need one receiver, another receiver, um, to complement. DeAndre Hopkins, and a little defensive help. That's it for yes, me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I really don't think they need anything else. Buda Baker, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got some solid pieces. JJ Watt adding to the mix. I wish they would have kept Hassan Reddick, but yeah, he didn't. That that would have been a great key for them. Yeah, Hopefully for sure. Isaiah Simmons keeps getting better, like we said. Yep, he didn't have a, a stellar year in his rookie year, but this. This guy can play any position on the field. He showed that in college. So yeah, he can um, move. I just hope that they use him. They use him well. Um, 
and that he's able to get better. But mm-hmm. besides that, I don't really think, you know, Arizona needs anything. I think this division is going to be the same that it's going to be – that it was supposed to be this season with the 49ers being healthy. I think it's just going to be super competitive. It's the best division in football, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. What's your grade for them? I gave the Cardinals a C plus. Um it's it's in part to what you were saying. I mean, it's due to part in part what you were saying. Um, as far as how they started so hot, and then it kind of just flamed out. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I think I think that some of that's due to Kyler getting getting injured because once he got hurt, he started running less and less. But I think that probably has something to do with it. So I I gave them a C plus just because of how it finished to go six and three. I mean, start off six and three, and finish two and five over your last seven. It shows you that something something towards the end was wasn't working. So I mean, I think I think they're in a good position though mm-hmm. um, to to improve. I mean, like you said, they already added JJ Watt, and you know, once again, draft to help them. They can maybe sign a couple free agents. I don't like them letting Hassan already go, but I mean, okay, um, they need. I think I think they need to upgrade the offensive line for Kyler. I yeah. do think so. They need to do that. And and now I want to see what they're doing with with their secondary because I Patrick Peterson I'm pretty sure he's going to walk, and I don't. Yeah. They need they need some help out there because I don't really think offensively they have too many problems besides the offensive line. I like their receiving core. Um, running back, uh, you can improve on that, but I don't think it's anything dire need right now with the Cardinals on offense besides the offensive line. So if you do that, I mean this is a tough division. But you can win 11 games, 10, 10 games, and get into the playoffs in the NFC. So, yeah. Just improve and Kyler develops. I don't know. We'll see. The NFC least is coming. Coming with what? <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Okay. It ain't going nowhere. I'm an NFC, I'm an NFC East fan, but we still got a little ways to go. We're not competing with this division yet. No, no, no. I'm not saying we're competing with them, but you said, you know, you need a certain amount. Like the AFC last year. You needed there were, eleven. There were ten win teams that didn't make the playoffs. And I don't Miami. think the NFC is not that 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 good. Not yet. But I'm just saying the East. I think the East. The East will be significantly better than it was this season. Do you disagree? Okay. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say that a team in the NFC is not going to be better than seven and nine. So I'm going to say that the NFC is going to. I mean, the, the East is going to improve due to the fact that it was so bad, which will help the NFC out in totality because. You don't want to have three good division winners and then one poop division winner. Right. When, yeah. when it's, we went in knowing that Washington, even though they're my team, had no chance against the Bucks. really. No chance of winning, at least. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so let's dive into the AFC West. Uh, you want me to the Division one winners. Off? Yeah, the division winners. Ah, the Chiefs. <laughs> the dynasty that was before it was. It's... <laughs> It's it's I mean it's still I they still have you know the Chiefs have the best player in football so it's it's gonna be hard for me to not see them you know winning sometime in the future and even with this season pass they only had three losses and one of those Patrick Mahomes didn't play because they were resting so I gave the Chiefs an A because their season overall was still very good I mean if it wasn't mm-hmm. for injury they might have still won the Super Bowl again so. I mean, I I, I I was impressed with what the Chiefs did. They they were they were a powerhouse this year. They ran over everybody. Everything that moved, they ran over it, except for the Bucks. 
But like I said, that was due to probably the fact that their linemen were out and they were dealing with such a great front. Um, but I would say they need to upgrade their secondary. It was on full display in the Super Bowl. It was on full display, grabbing and holding and and Bashar so many out penalties. There. They couldn't stop anything. And I know, I know, I know the the Bucks have a great receiving core, mm-hmm. but I feel your defense should be able to lock in a, at least two times a game and just get two stops because they're all on the same page of what, with what's going on. And and I just don't think the Chiefs can do that. They they can't with their their front four is. It's an average to above average unit, but it's no, it's not a great unit. So unlike the Bucks um, secondary, the Chiefs secondary doesn't get the luxury of saying, "Well, our pressure is going to get here right away. We can, we can, you know, be a little relaxed back here." They don't get that. They have to be on their p's and q's at all times. Yeah. And, and when they had to in the Super Bowl, all they could do was hold. And and yeah. so they need they need to upgrade that spot for sure. I'm going to agree with you. The Kansas City Chiefs deserve an A. Um, they had a they had a great season. Um, really no complaints there. Obviously, I'm going to go with the obvious need that was displayed on national television on February 3rd or whenever the Super Bowl was. <laughs> but the, the 7th. The 7th. The 7th. Sorry. February 7th. They need O-line depth, like, bad. Like, mm-hmm. really bad. Um, they need to vamp it up. They need to have some depth. Um, and then another thing I would say is that they need defensive line help too. Um, you know, if you you don't have to rely on your secondary so much if that front four is like getting it done. So I'll agree with you in that notion that it is above average, not like average above average. Mm-hmm. But I would just maybe add one more piece there, whether it be yeah. an interior lineman or just someone on the pass rush, um, and then just vamp up the offensive line and maybe a receiver. Let me tell you why. Sammy the only Watkins reason is leaving, so he's probably Sammy leave. Watkins and Demarcus Robinson are both uh-huh. leaving. Um, so that that leaves them with McCole Hardman and Tyreek Hill, and of course Travis Kelsey because he's a receiver. Yeah, pretty much. So that plays tight end. Yeah. So I um would would you say that they would need just one more receiver with those two potentially walking? I'd say go ahead and get one with your first round pick. Like, once again, the Chiefs, are, even though they lost, they're in the same situation as the Rams to me where it feels like everything you add this offseason are luxuries. It's just nice to have these things. Because they, can really, they as, can really make anything work. Really, as long as you have 15 back there under center, healthy for 16, you're going to win 12-plus games. That's just what it is. So so now it's just time to go get those complimentaries around those, around those guys. He and still need help at the line. He That's does. Like, I... I think if you want me to be honest with you, mm-hmm. if they if they if you could guarantee me that they would stay healthy through the whole season next year, mm-hmm. and and nobody on the offensive line would get hurt, I'd pick them to win the Super Bowl right now because I think that's the only thing that held them back injury. Are you saying that because they're playing our division? <laughs> no, I'm saying that because once again they have 15, and and if if you give him some time with Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, you can't stop that. What did the Bucks do? They bracketed Tyreek. So imagine mm-hmm. he got time back there and he didn't have to run away real quick. That's that's what three guys paying attention to one person. You can you it's just too much open on the other side of the field. If and they, they only Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can go. I was go, I was only going to say if they if he has time then then somebody's going to get open. If you got Travis Kelsey with 
one guy. I mean, Levante David did a great job, but once again, that mm-hmm. was due to pressure. What was Patrick looking for? The route concepts had to be basic because you had no time. If you have time, you can do more. And and they just got too much attention on Tyreek. Everything else is it's not enough attention. So, but they had to learn that the first go round when they played in the regular season when Tyreek had like over two hundred receiving yards yeah. and had three three tutties. So That's, I mean, yeah. So they had to learn that. And they were like, okay, we got to make sure that this guy, we got to double him. And that's exactly what they did. They planned for it perfectly. Todd Bowles did his thing. He did. Um, but let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, if the Chiefs never played the Bucks in the regular season, would the Super Bowl be the other way around? No. Because if, you, if, you, if everything still happens the same, if those two linemen still get injured, Mm-hmm. Then, then it's it's gonna be the same thing. It doesn't matter. The Bucks, even if they didn't bracket Tyreek, I feel like that'd be an in-game adjustment they'd make. And with the um, offensive line being down, the pressure was gonna get there. And, and regardless, the, yeah, the pressure. <laughs> so he's still gonna be running for his life. Maybe now Tyreek gets open a couple more times, but right. that's not gonna be enough to sway the whole game. And I think that once again, I think they would in-game adjustments would be made to prohibit Tyreek from having a field day out there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, their first season in Vegas. I gave them a big old fat C, C minus, like a C, C minus. Um, They were doing well. They were. I'm pretty sure they started six and three, too. They, yeah, I think they, they, and then they had that upset one against New Orleans, right? No, that was early in the season. I'm um, saying though, like that was yeah, 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 and they had the upset they, against the Chiefs. against the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, they beat them twice, right? No, once. no, 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 once, once, once. But um, I gave them a C because they had a they had a tremendous drop off, and defensively, I, they just kept getting burnt. No matter what the call was, no matter what the coverage was, they just kept getting burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if it really wasn't for the Jets blowing that call at the end of the game. The Jets probably would have won that game if everybody knows what I'm talking about. We know the Jets didn't want to win. That wasn't yeah. <laughs> that wasn't in their plans at the time. Anyway, but yeah, I um I give them a C C minus. Um and like I said, it's probably the only thing that I'll probably think that they really, really need help with is probably I would say defense all over, but let's start with that line first. Mm-hmm. Um and then kind of get Probably pick up some vets. I'm not sure what their cap is looking like, but probably get some vets in the secondary. Hold on. I'll tell, um, you, I'll tell you their cap situation real quick. Go ahead. And then I'll definitely focus on that line, get you a, a nice um, pass rush. I mean, you're playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the league so in that division. So get a good pass rush. I'm not sure what their linebacker situation is like. I, I don't find it that well. I don't think it's that well. Um but they did get a new defensive coordinator, so maybe that'll help things with the schematics and such next season. But mm-hmm. definitely, definitely defense for them. That's um, that's my take on that. In regards to your question about what the cap is looking like, they're sitting at eighteen million. They have eighteen million dollars to spend, which is really good with how it went, how the cap dropped this year. So that means is they this, have money. To this spend. is updated. Yes, this is updated. Oh, okay, cool. Updated okay. as as of today. Now that the cap number has come out, these are the numbers. So they're sitting about at about 15 in the league, uh, cap space wise. And uh, to go off of what you were saying, with my grade, I gave them a C plus because uh, they started hot, and I didn't really expect the Raiders to do much this year because I expected the Broncos to be so good. We'll get into that. So I was expecting the Raiders to be the third best team in the division anyway. So they were second best. I mean, it doesn't really, it didn't move me because they were only eight wins, but. 
I, I gave them a C plus because they started off hot, kind of like the Cardinals, and then they fizzled out. So same deal. So I gave both of them the same grade. As far as what they need, you touched on it. But I think they need a defensive line. I mean, we talked about their secondary, but the reason their secondary was probably getting burned so much is because they only totaled 21 sacks all season, which was fourth fewest in the league. I mean, if mm. you put me back there and I got 15 seconds to throw, I'm going to find somebody open too. So it it – I think starting with that, start upgrading your defensive line. I mean, you still could make upgrades in your secondary, but maybe if they had a little bit of pass rush, they wouldn't have to worry about having to cover for so long. Plus, I think the receiver room could use a couple guys. You just like you let uh, Tyrell Williams walk. Um, Nelson Aguilar is a free agent. Um, Henry Ruggs was cool, but he wasn't. He's not a number one. They need they need someone in that receiver room. Darren Waller's a great tight end, but mm-hmm. you still need a receiver. So I would go get a receiver and then go upgrade your defensive line. Those are where you need to start with this offseason. I agree. I mean, offensively, I didn't really think that much, like, like as far as holes that they need to fill or anything. I mean, yeah, I would probably get, you know, like you said, receiver help. But Josh Jacobs is a solid running back. Yes. Um, I'd still like him to see. I'd still like to see him do a little better than he did this season. I feel like he had a better rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Water, Dar- Darren Waller made a name for himself. Yes, stellar season. Shout out to if him had, on my fantasy team. Yeah, if you had him in fantasy, I had him in fantasy too. So if you had him in fantasy, excellent. Um, and Derek Carr silently had a decent season. This As he's year. been doing, he's been doing yeah. that though. He's just a yeah. really under the radar type guy. Yeah, so offensively, yeah, I do agree with you. Receiver help, but, I mean, I think they can get it done. I, I think if they don't get it done this season and if they don't perform and reach expectations, I think John Gruden's out of there. Mm, okay. I don't think that they keep him. Um, I think it's going to be one of those those decisions. If Derek Carr stays this season it doesn't get cut, I think it's going to be one of those decisions, okay, do we pick the head Derek. coach or do we pick the quarterback? Sort of like what happened in Philadelphia. There's if no way the, you just said Derek Carr is going to get cut. I, I read some rumors, bro. Oh, I saw God. some rumors and oh. some some predictions. They were bold predictions. That's why I'm just saying if he oh, does. It, oh, it's if, bold. That's really bold. <laughs> if he stays and they don't succeed or they don't reach expectations that they want to get to, I think that the front office are going to be like, okay, are we going to stick with Derek Carr or are we going to stick with John Gruden, who we signed on a 10-year deal? Which one are we gonna stick with? And it's gonna be like Philadelphia. Philadelphia took took Carson one side, ended up uh, firing Doug Peterson, and then ultimately ended up trading uh, Carson Wentz. So it really just depends on what happens this season. Um, but hopefully that they meet the needs that they need. So. Okay. Um, Denver. Denver. Uh, I gotta give Denver a big. This one hurts. This one hurts. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, at first, I'm not gonna lie. I had them at a D. Now they're at an F. Denver is wow. no, I take that back. I can't do it. They're at a D because they, they You're got, too nice, man. You're too I'm, nice. I, I just I was going to to kill them for a second, but then I remembered they had injuries on the outside at the receiver position. Then they had injuries on the defensive line. So I I, I can't kill at them. The quarterback position. I don't really call that an injury. They're back as <laughs> their starter at this point in time. So um I Shout out them, Kendall I'm gonna, Hilton. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a D on this one. Um but they have some real needs, like like we've been talking about. Upgrade your QB. If I I would, they need to trade up in the draft. I would trade up and get a QB, or at least bring in some veteran competition to battle it out with Drew Locke. 
because he can't he we can't let him think that his job is secure after another below average to mediocre season this this season past was it wasn't a good season for him so he turns the ball over a little too much and mm-hmm. his completion percentage is is not it's not very good so you need to upgrade your QB or at least bring in some competition become special somewhere i think i think they they just don't they don't do anything particularly well like they're not it's not they're not top 7 in the league in anything do something really well go out and solidify one spot of your team this year even go get if, some sacks yes, i mean do something if even <laughs> if you're not going to be a, a great team next year say you win six games fine if, if you win six games and your defensive line is a top five unit that's something you can build off of going into the season after that one they right now i just don't see where they're where they have to build but, off of but how long has denver been building i mean literally since peyton manning left they've been building but that's what happens when you go all in like they did they went all in and and they got their super bowl now they've been it's kind of been a little slump so i'm gonna give denver a d minus um, just give him an F. D minus is, is the weirdest <laughs> grade in history. Just give him an F. I don't see why you're gonna give a minus to a D. Just all right, just all right, all right. I'll give him an F. Thank Fine. You. Um, help. They need a quarterback. Um, I just they kind of need help all over. To be honest, not necessarily with their skills position. I will say at running back, I'm just not. I'm not sold on Melvin Gordon. But and I don't know if they're gonna retain Philip Lindsay. He, I believe he's also gonna be a free agent. So, I uh. That needs to be fixed as well and solidified. Um, QB, if you believe, and John Elway came out and said that he believes that Drew Locke is their guy. If they believe Drew Locke is their guy, I think they need to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick and let Fitzpatrick bridge Drew Locke in. I think that'll be the best option for them. I don't, the kid just, he had a, their rookie season, I think he came in after Flacco got hurt and like played like five games and sh- kind of showed e- the both of us, I would say showed like okay a glimpse of hope flashes, like okay yeah, yeah like this kid could you know he cool i think he can get i think he can get it done he got Cortland sutton they drafted jerry judy noah fant as a tight end like mm-hmm. they got some weapons all around i think this kid can get it done 2020 said nah that's not happening and that's exactly <laughs> what happened oh. that didn't happen so and you know before the season started, my co-host and I, we oh, talked about division winners this. and stuff. Bro, they got to know. They, that's why this, this, this is so painful to say. But they got to know. We both picked Denver as dark horses to be in the playoffs. Did the, you, you, I, to double what? down on that, I picked them to win the division over the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. And see, I didn't say that. <laughs> I have sense. I, but. I went really far. Uh-oh, uh-oh. As we speak. The Cowboys restructures three offensive lineman deals: Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, and Lyle Collins. Deals what did I tell create, you? Deals that would create seventeen million in cap space. What did I tell you? What I, breaking news, guys? This is breaking news. But what did I tell you? Those who don't know, I told my partner. He was saying that the Cowboys don't have money. Yada yada yada. I told him that deals are going to be restructured, and that's not the only three deals that are going to get restructured. Amari Cooper is going to get his deal restructured, and Zeke, and we'll have more in cap space. I'm telling you. I'm telling you things are happening things are happening right. back to denver <laughs> back to denver um so yeah so i think they should get fitzpatrick in if they don't draft the quarterback because right now they're sitting at nine and all the mocks are saying that they're going to get either micah parsons or they're going to get a cornerback patrick um, certain is that what it's saying yeah certain or farley um so we'll see but i do think that if they get fitzpatrick it'll kind of help drew lock then that's only if they think drew lock is their guy 
have which they've said. Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of people come out and say that. Oh yeah. Well, they said that guy. last year. They said that last year going into this year. I don't know if ownership and front office feels the same way. I don't know if the fan yeah, base no. feels the same oh, way. I know, but... I know what the fan base feels. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. No. Um, also, something to note, Denver has the most cap space in this division. They have about $30 million in cap, so yep. that'll be interesting to see what they go get. Um, so, again, for me, needs are defense. I see cornerback help, secondary help for sure, up front help. I don't know what's going on with Von Miller. I don't know if he's going to stay with them or not. Right now he's an impending free agent, so we'll see. Um and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Next week we'll be discussing the NFC North and the AFC North. That'll be fun because my partner here is a low key Packers fan. Oh, it's not low key anymore. <laughs> it's not low key. Love it's me turned some all the way up. Love since twelve, man. Yeah, so that'll be um, interesting. Next week we're gonna talk about um, when we record. It'll be the league new year, so mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about some more free agency stuff, and it'll be legal for actually no tampering and stuff like that so um people will start getting signed by as early as next thursday so that'll be so interesting to see it'll be the new league year hold on hold on hold on did we address the charges no oh bro we forgot the la charges let's let's get the charges in there real quick sorry go ahead bro go ahead no no go ahead go ahead go ahead my apologies i know our grades are going to be different here because i gave the charges a b which might be a little a little too nice i'm I'm gonna take it down to a b minus and this is really this has a lot to do with hitting at number six with, with Justin Herbert. As you heard me last week say, he was better than Kyler Murray already. That's that's what a, in in large part the grade is due to the fact that they hit big. I think they got the best player in the draft, and and I'm a football team fan. Chase Young's in the draft, but I think they got what looks like it's going to be the best player in the draft. He he's he looks special already. One year in, he looks special. So I'm gonna give them a B minus, um, even though they 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 lost a lot of close games and. Uh, Anthony Lynn wasn't trying to help that, but I, oh, th- man. they lost a lot of close games, which I think, like I said, for the Giants, if you make the right moves in the, in the offseason, a lot of those close losses could turn into close wins. But it wasn't even like that type of like one-possession games. It had to do with play call or anything like that. It was clock management. Yes, and that's just stuff you can't, you can't have. You, you cannot can't. mess up. Like, that is straight coaching. That is like they a had number to one. Man. had to. Man. So, needs, I I think, oh, for sure, they need offensive line. Their their tackles suspect. Their guard suspect. They 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 need they need everything on offensive line. Any position. That's what I think they should draft. You got your QB. You got receivers out there. You got Mike Williams and Keenan. I think I think you got uh, running backs. Austin Eckler. You need you need line. Get some line. And and please, Derwin, I'm asking you sincerely, stay healthy, man. What, why are you keep getting injured? We we please. need one full season of Derwin, but please, I think offensive line has got to be the main need right now. Uh, I gave the Chargers a D. Unacceptable. No, there's there's like a beautiful, bright future for Justin Herbert and the Chargers. If you're a Chargers fan, you should be very you should happy. be very excited. You should be very happy. I gave them a D because of. The coaching was horrible, bro, all season long. Like, you know, and I root for black coaches. I want to see more black coaches in this league. I do. But Anthony Lynn just did not get it. I, I don't know what was going on. It was clock management. It was sometimes play calling. It was just certain questionable things um, that was happening. <laughs> and it was it, I was, it was just, <laughs> it was so bad. It was just, I can highlight so many <laughs> things right now, but I'm just not for the sake of time. But um, 
they need help as I think center mm-hmm. uh, with Mike Pouncey retiring. I think they need center help. You already touched on that line help. Get you a receiver in there. Yeah, I'm you can not, use a slot receiver. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. If Mike Williams is gonna no, be a, he is. He's going into the fifth year of his of his rookie deal. Okay. They picked up okay. his option last year, so this is last year. Okay. If they if they don't cut him due to the you know the cap and everything, I don't know their cap space is looking like. But if they don't cut him, hold then, on, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the okay. cap space. <laughs> so while he's looking that up, um, I would say they need help with the ed, um on the edge for the defensive line, um and secondary. I think that they will be okay. It's just Derwin James just has to stay healthy. Like this kid. Show glimpses of how great he can be, mm-hmm. but he just continues to get injured. And I know it's not on him. Injury bugs suck. But um, if he can stay healthy, I really don't see them needing any secondary help and just tweak up the um, the defensive line and yeah. get somebody on the other side of Nick Bosa. Joey. And I'm sorry, Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll I think they'll be okay. Justin Herbert is that guy. He so. is. But as far as cap space, they have eighth most in the league at twenty five million. So they have money. They, they got can, the money. Okay. And if they restructure some deals, they could probably take that number up. So you can they can still they can still go sign some people. You need to sign some office alignment because there are a lot hitting the market yet. Um, a lot. Corey oh, Lindsay left and right. all pro center. They should go out and try to get him. You have Joe Thune from the Patriots. I'm pretty sure he's a guard or a is he a center or a guard? One of the two. You could try to go get him. Um, there, there are options out there at on the on the line that you can you can go get. They need they need to try to make upgrades somewhere. Trent Williams, a free agent. There's there's a lot of not even just quality linemen. Very good and, offensive linemen. And there's more to come. Yeah, trust. Uh, yeah, but this time next week, yeah, this time next week we'll we'll probably be talking about more cuts that happen. Yeah. Um, so you this is the time. Now is the time. They're not in a bad cap situation. Restructure some deals, cut some people, and and you can go sign a couple offensive linemen, turn this thing around in one year. They won what, six to five games this year? They can take mm-hmm. that number up to eight or nine next year if they do the right things. And they got a top fifteen draft selection too. So Yeah, so so you have they have they have what they need. They have a bright future in front of them. Bright. You heard it here, folks. First. Um, the Chargers coming in second place next season in the division. I might what pick them to win. <laughs> oh, I mean, you picked Denver, so yeah, I, I mean, say, you know, you know how I am with that division. I, I just, I, I, I won't pick against the Chiefs anymore until until somebody beats them for it. I won't pick against them anymore. We'll see, man. We'll see. We got. We'll see. We have a long off season ahead of us. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. I think this is probably one of the most interesting off seasons that I've ever been a part invested of. in. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's gonna be tricky. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, any really? final notes or anything you want to say, my guy? No, not really. I mean, I'll have. We're gonna be on the lookout for another trivia uh, question posted on the, um, the Instagram at Points Made Podcast. And um, other than that, no, really nothing. Thanks for tuning in again. Well, thanks, guys. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us at at PointsMadePod on Instagram. That's at PointsMadePod. Thanks again. This is Points Made's podcast where points are made. Yes, sir. Deuces. Peace, 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 peace.